Hi, my name is Kira. I tend to forget to introduce myself, so this is what that is. I am a Seattle-based storyteller, writer, uh, podcaster, you name it. I just really want to share the gospel and share how Jesus truly changes everything. So this is your invitation to stay. You can find other episodes as well as my blog, um, any other important links, all in the description. Also, you can check it out on kiragothier.com. That should have everything that you're looking for. But there is grace here. There is love here. There is truth here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. If you get angry, or the person you're talking to gets angry, you lose. Either way, you lose. I've read a handful of Christian apologetics books, and I may have just stumbled upon the best one. Gregory Kokel's book called Tactics. Fantastic book would highly recommend. If you're going to read something, like read that book. On uh, It's great. It's really well written. So Greg's book called Tactics is written to followers of Christ to equip them with effective communication skills to share the compelling truth of Christianity with confidence and grace. Now, my non-Christian friend, don't don't leave just yet. All right, I I am going to unveil some of the most difficult questions that may come your way. So take this as a review class before before the final exam. I, I don't know how many episodes I'm going to do, but I want to do at least a couple and share with you why I think this book is just that good. I mean, it does, doesn't beat the gospel, but it's, it's a very, very well-written Christian apologetics book. But, you know, like similar to the miniseries that I did over the summer we kind of need to take this episode to really set the stage. So Kokel's approach to apologetics comes from a verse in Colossians 4, 6, which reads, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer each person. And I think we need to take some time, Christians, to let that virtually really sit, and for us to understand what that means and what that looks like. See, listen, listen, if you you found yourself listening to this episode because you purely just want to win debates, embarrass your peers, or just condescend your friend, like, I ask that you you please check your heart. That is is not what this is about. Christians, we're, we're called to defend our faith, but the, the goal shouldn't be to 
you know, draw some crazy facts so that your, your friend just shuts up. Like that's, our goal shouldn't be to, to shut down our quote, like opponents, right? I think we ought to be diplomatic when we talk about our worldview. Maybe then sharing our faith will be less awkward and daunting. And maybe for you, like at this point, you're like, okay, Kira's going on. She's talking. I want to skip to the questions. I Before you do that, before you do that, I, I know you may be tempted to. But I think it is important that we let Colossians 4, 6 truly sink in. Because we, we Christians, we want to do this right. And I, and I think that it's important and it's valuable to approach this with the right heart and in the right mind. So don't, don't skip yet. Hear me out. Because, again, what, what good is it if we know how to communicate, but we have a malicious motive to it, right? Like, Jesus was stern. Jesus was on a doormat, but Jesus was not mean. He did not sin. Now, I know you and I cannot be perfect. Jesus is the only one who is perfect. But I think there is some value asking the somewhat cheesy question, what would Jesus do when we think about sharing the gospel and and defending Christianity? When we go to share and speak truth, are we doing so with grace and with gentleness? You know, are we wise with our words, truly seeking to understand rather than just, you know, shut up the person that we're talking to? Coco mentions that 21st century ambassadors of Christ. See, that, that's us Christians. That's us. We need three things. First, we must have the knowledge about Christ. This means we continue to read and reread the Bible. So that way we can articulate to others what the gospel says in their language. All right. So this is something that was brought up in the book and one that I really want to take into practice is considering less churchy terms when we speak about Jesus to our non-Christian friend. You know, you like try using, for example, uh, moral crimes instead of sin. It just, it helps. We want them to, to understand it in their perspective. So we need to be knowledgeable. We need to know the Bible so that way we can communicate the word of God efficiently. Secondly, we must have the wisdom which really is this, what this whole book is about, tactics. You know, so go read it because like, even on my best day, Greg can explain it far better than I can. Um, so, would again, would highly recommend reading that book. But uh, thirdly, we must have character, right? So, like, I don't... This is just this is just my my assumptions and 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 my interpretation, but I don't think sinners would have been comfortable hearing about how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life if Jesus was just a jerk. 
like Jesus said some bold things, right? And he wasn't afraid to share the truth, but he did so with gentleness, with grace, with love. And, and before we learn the wisdom to navigate these conversations, we must first look at our hearts. That's why I'm spending like so much time on this. Because we can have all the knowledge and all the wisdom in the world, but if we're jerks, we we already lost, Christian. So how how do we work on character? Well, by letting the gospel transform us, right? By reading the Old Testament and the New Testament books and then seeing how it is the same faithful, loving, and forgiving God through all 66 books of the Bible. You know, it's it's by remembering the significance of the cross and understanding that though we have committed some moral crimes, Christ still died for us. He loves us and he extends his grace to us. You know, and also by like going to church and continuing to learn about God. I have a confession. I dislike in-person church too. Like I'd, if we're being honest, I'd much rather watch it online. Um, and, and so would my social anxiety, right? Like my social anxiety enjoys online church. But with that said, I encourage you to go to church anyway, right? Get connected and see God work through the its church staff and its church goers. We are called to be in community. Let the gospel transform you. All right, we work on our character by learning more about God's word, practicing biblical disciplines, and living in a way that honors Jesus, right? Because character matters. We can have all the wisdom and all of the knowledge, but if we don't have character, we, we already lost. So with that said, let's talk more about tactics. So this is the wisdom we need to initiate conversations effortlessly, present the truth clearly, effectively yet graciously expose faulty thinking, and communicate the truth about Christianity with confidence and grace. Kokel mentions that the goal is to find clever ways to exploit someone's bad thinking for the purpose of guiding them to the truth, yet remaining gracious and charitable at the same time. If you get angry or the person you are talking to gets angry, you lose, all right? That's it. You, are, you, you lose at that point. We want to present the gospel and, and challenge other worldviews in a way that honors Jesus, right? Like not, not the opposite of that. And so maybe at this point, my my non-Christian friend, or even my Christian friend, you might be listening to this and thinking, like, why? This was actually something I asked my husband uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, why is it always Christians imposing their worldviews and not others? Like, I've yet to meet an atheist who is on fire to share why, why their thoughts about naturalism are the way, the truth, and the life. Like, I haven't met an atheist who has been on fire to share that. Yeah, like, so why are Christians so adamant about 
sharing their beliefs? Like what, what is it? For me, it's because Jesus is that good, right? The gospel saves and Jesus fulfills when everything else will crumble under the weight of our worship. Like I, I share these things because Jesus has completely changed my life. I have shared my struggles and hardships with you and I have tried a bunch of things under the sun and I've only found Jesus to work. If I, if I wasn't a Christian, I jokingly say that I'd be a nihilist. <laughs> like nihilism and this attitude that nothing matters is very intriguing to me because that is the path that you may go down if you truly, truly see yourselves as just a bunch of atoms without intentional design or purpose. What's intriguing about that is I know it's not true. You, you and I both know that we have value, worth, and purpose. But here's the key difference. The difference is I know exactly why we have these things. Purpose, worth, and value. And it is completely consistent with my worldview. See, I, I have value, worth, and purpose because God has created us intentionally, right? All of us, every single person, we are made in his very image. All right, with, with naturalism alone, like without a God, you know, we're, we're just mere coincidences, right? You cannot derive purpose from naturalism, all right? Not without creating some sort of illogical fallacy. Christians share who this Jesus is because following Christ is the only worldview that makes sense. Like our universe, earth, minds, souls, beliefs, and desires, they really only make sense with the Christian worldview. Right? Like I, I share these things, and I'm adamant about sharing these things because Jesus just changes everything. Right? This is why the Christian wants to share this with the world. I promise you, we're not we're not sharing this to score more quote like Jesus points. We don't get a $5 gift card to heaven's version of Starbucks every time someone gets saved. Like, that's not how that works. Our, our trust in a God and saying that his name is Jesus, our Lord, that is what gets us to heaven. Not our good works, not our good deeds. That That is it. Like, we... We share this because Jesus is just that good. He came to save us when we don't even deserve to be saved. Jesus is just that good. And this is why a Christian seeks to share the gospel. Knowledge matters. Wisdom matters. Character matters. This all matters when we look to share our faith. And when we share, Kokel recommends that it leans more on friendly curiosity than confrontation, right? Rather than quarrel, <laughs> like ask questions that invite thoughtful dialogue. 
So my, my Christian friend, your most valuable question when you approach people that do not believe, it is this. You ask, what do you mean by that? That is your leading and most effective question. All right, this is how you start and carry the conversation, but also how you gain information. This is called the Columbo tactic. And he writes, the key to the Columbo tactic is to go on the offensive in an inoffensive way by using carefully selected questions to productively advance the conversation. Simply put, never make a statement, at least not at first, when a question will do the job. All right? So don't make a statement, at least not at first, when you can instead ask a question. Right? So like this slows down the conversation. This allows the individual you're talking to to explain themselves. And I think we all know that the less assumptions you can make, the better. Like my my Christian friends, like ask questions. We have to understand the world to effectively communicate with the world. We do this by understanding what the person means when we ask, what do you mean by that? The second most valuable question is this one. How did you come to this conclusion? You see, my, my Christian friend, you, you can use this to find out what, why the person believes what they believe. Because opinions, opinions are not proofs, right? And assertion without evidence is not useful. So you ask the question, how did you come to that conclusion? Right, like here, here's a couple examples of when you can use this. When someone says it's not rational to believe in God, there is no proof. You can ask, what do you mean by God? Because here's the thing, you, you ask this because, I don't know, they might be describing a God that you don't believe either. Right, we seek to understand if someone says to you that Jesus did not die on the cross, you can ask, how did you come to that conclusion? Because who knows? Maybe they've only heard about the swoon theory. They haven't heard what the Bible says about Jesus and how he died on the cross and was raised three days later. This is why we ask. When someone says, you know, Christianity is basically... The same as other religions, you ask, what, what do you mean by that? Have you studied other religions and have found a common theme? All right, we, we ask questions not to shut someone up, but to understand them. We ask these things so we can share truths about Christianity. I want to just read Colossians 4, 6 with you and then and then we can just end with some prayer so the nlt version reads in this way let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone the two most important questions are what do you mean by that and how did you come to that conclusion
See, in order for us to share who this Jesus is and why Jesus is that good and why the Christian worldview is the only one that makes sense, we have to be able to effectively and graciously communicate with the world. And the only way to do that is by understanding the world and understanding why people think the way they do and how they come to these conclusions and what they mean when they say these things. We have to understand the world to be able to share the good news of Jesus. Dear God, I I pray that you know we we share the gospel in a way that honors you. I pray that we can be well equipped for the challenges and conversations that may come our way. God, I pray that we can gain the knowledge, wisdom, and character to approach these conversations with curiosity and not confrontation. I pray that we can have these conversations and and be gentle, kind, loving, self-controlled, and have humility when we share why we have found Jesus to be the way, the truth, and the life as he proclaimed to be. God, I just pray over that in your name. Amen.